Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. So we've created this podcast to help to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word. So as we grow together and listening to the Spirit, so whether you're in your car right now on a commute, maybe you're doing dishes, or maybe you're just doing the dishes right now or sitting in the house in your big chair. Whatever you're doing right now, we want to welcome you. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, April 1st, April Fool's Day. Um, so welcome to the Bible Reading Podcast. But um, as an educator working in a school, and Tom, you are as well, April Fool's Day is a big thing with students. So do you have any great April Fool's Day stories, whether it's from school or something else or anything that you want to share? You know, I was thinking about this, and I really can't think of any that was just like really, really funny. Or, but I know that on April Fool's Day, especially being a high school teacher, I was on alert okay. <laughs> because I knew that kids would do things to try to get at me and go, April Fool. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole day you're like wondering when, you know, the ball's going to fall down. Right. You know? yeah. Um, but I can't remember any one specific. I just know that every year as a teacher, I kind of dreaded that day. Yeah. Because you had to be alert all day. And you, cause you never knew what a kid was going to do. And if somebody did something crazy, you had to be careful because maybe it was part of a April Fool's prank. Right. You know? Yeah. So I think as a teacher, it wasn't that great of a day. As a <laughs> student, sometimes it's fun. Yeah. You know. Yeah. One of the ladies I work with, her birthday is today, April 1st. And so I always feel bad for her that her birthday is on April Fool's Day. But uh, yeah, I, um, yeah, th I would feel the same way. Just it's that that weariness of who's going to try to get you on this day and try to play it off as a joke. So, well, anyways, hopefully you guys listening can have some good, fun, playful April Fool's uh, jokes with um, with you. If any of you are listening from Eagle Crest Charter Academy, <laughs> we are not going to have spring break next week. We have to have school all next week. So that's oh. April Fool's. Not <laughs> so I don't think anybody from my school is listening. No, I don't but... think they did. <laughs> I'm sure they didn't. Anyways. Um, so today we're reading uh, a scripture. We're actually getting out of Isaiah uh, for the day. I'm going to jump to John 13, 1 through 17, and then 31b uh, through 35. So Tom, can you read for us uh, the story? It's a very familiar one to us. Now before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that his, his hour had come to depart from this world to the Father. And having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now, supper being concluded, the devil had put in the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. And Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he came from God and was going to God, rose from supper, and he laid his garments down, took a towel, and wrapped himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin, and he began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel with which he was wrapped. Then he came to Simon Peter, and, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? And Jesus said, you don't understand what I'm doing now, but later you will understand. Then Peter said, okay, then you should not just wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you at all, you will have no part with me. So then Peter said, then wash everything. Wash my hands, wash my head, wash everything. And Jesus said, he who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. 
you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. And therefore he said, not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and put on his garments and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you speak accurately, for so I am. But if I then am your teacher and your Lord have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than the one who sent him. So if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it happens, that when it does happen, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. Thank you. Oh, yeah, well, I'm wondering, um, Steve, is you got any reaction to that? What do you see in that passage? Yeah, well, um, so again, we've been talking about going through Holy Week, and this is um, this is an event that happens on what we call Monday Thursday, or the Thursday of the Holy Week. It's the kickoff to um, the Last Supper, and really kind of the, the first story in the, the night of the events that led up to Jesus' arrest. Um, and as I think about where we've been with the servant songs and talking about you know, the, the prophecies of who Jesus would be in Isaiah, this is kind of those being filled out, lived out in person. This is actually Jesus in action, showing us how he is that servant that Jesus, that God created him to be. And so we see him um, completely humbling himself doing a task that is very menial it's it's you know very degrading to wash somebody's feet again at that time they didn't have you know socks and sandals and so their feet were dirty and dusty from the old and pretty gross and yet he um humbled himself to um to serve his his disciples that way and now i think it really was they needed that tangible example of what it would mean to be a servant because he knew he was about to leave them and he knew that it was now on them or would be on them to, to spread his message. And so I think he provides them a tangible example of what it means to be a servant, to to love unconditionally um, and to, um, yeah, to put others' needs before your own. So that humility is fully on display here. And um, so it's just an encouraging kind of a story for us to see what had been prophesied fill out, you know, come to fruition in action, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you're talking about here is how Jesus didn't just come to die, but he mm -hmm. came to demonstrate, to teach, yeah. so that we could see things in his life that, as Christians, it's not just, just the cross, it's how he lived. Um, you know, my son lives in the Philippines, and... Um, we're used to people wearing heavy shoes and boots and socks and so on. In the Philippines, it's warm all the time, and they wear what we would call flip-flops. Mm -hmm. So um, when they're walking in the dirt, all they have on is these little tiny flip-flops. So when they get to somebody's house, they take them off. And so if there's 
10 people in a house, there's 10 sets of flip-flops. <laughs> now, they don't wash each other's feet. But yeah. I, in the Bible times, I mean, I, evidently they did. And yeah. it certainly is a cool thing when Jesus did that to the disciples as a way of illustrating this is how we have to live. We have to serve other people. And that, that to me is like one of the essence of Christianity, that we have to be servants like Jesus was. We have to wash people's feet. And many times, if you really want to walk the Christian walk and, and follow him, it means serving other people. Yeah. And sometimes that means doing things that maybe you don't want to do or you don't feel like doing. Um, so, I mean, I think this is a really powerful passage because, you know, you're reading in here what Jesus did and how he did it. And then there's an example of where he sort of chastises Peter and says, yeah. look, I've got to wash your feet. And right. Peter says, well, then wash my whole body. You know? right. And really, that's what the cross is about. It's not washing with water, but it's washing with blood. Yeah. You know? So this is a pretty interesting passage. Yeah. I it was interesting. And it's kind of more of a side note to the the grander story that we've been talking about this week. But just you mentioned Peter and it was interesting in his reaction. First he underestimated what needed to happen. Oh, don't wash my feet. Jesus said, No, I have to wash you. Then he overestimated <laughs> and said, Okay, wash everything. Yeah. And Jesus said, No, 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 no. I only need to wash your feet. And and again, that's symbolic and it's it's he's sending a greater message. But I think oftentimes we try to determine Jesus' path, his motive, his method. We try to figure it all out, and we either end up overestimating or underestimating, and we should just follow Jesus' example. Mm -hmm. We should not try to figure out what he means. We should just do what he mm -hmm. what he says. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I see this kind of as him passing the torch um, to, his, to his disciples and therefore to us that mm -hmm. I came, I served, I loved. You now need to serve. You need mm -hmm. to love as I did. Um, I came not to serve, but to be served. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of a, a good reminder to me of what our true purpose is um, and how we have been called to live like Jesus, to serve like he did, and to love like he did. Right. I mean, it's often we use that expression, washing somebody's feet, as a metaphor, I think. Yeah. It just means that we we serve other people, we help other people. We, You know, as a Christian, you have to love even your enemies. So yeah. that means that you have to sort of wash their feet symbolically. And that's yeah. not always easy to do. I mean, I'm sure yeah. everybody listening today can think of a couple people that you would have a hard time doing that with. Yeah. And that's what we're called to do. We are yeah. called even to forgive and sort of symbolically wash the feet of people you don't like. The neighbor who's sort of annoying or the person yeah. at work who doesn't have any kind words to say. I mean, yeah. there's all kinds of examples. And Jesus did this for everybody to illustrate how we have to love people. Mm -hmm. And washing feet doesn't necessarily literally mean washing their feet, but mm -hmm. it means treating them with kindness, forgiveness, love, compassion. That's yeah. not always very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, as you mentioned that too, I'm thinking, okay, all 12 of his disciples were here at the time. So that means he washed Judas's feet, but he also knew that Jesus, that Judas had already betrayed him. Mm -hmm. um, he just hadn't left the dinner yet. Mm -hmm. And so as Jesus is washing, you know, Peter and James and John's feet, those that are easy for him to do because they loved him and they, they were, you know, faithful to him. He also took time to wash his betrayer's feet. 
Um, and you know, he could have, he could have waited till after Judas left, you know, but he didn't, he did that first thing. And so, yeah, when you said we, it's not just the, the easy people that we have to watch the people that, that we like the people that agree with us. It's those who are opposed to us. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you mentioned forgiveness too. That's something that you talked about, you know, a couple of days ago. So just the idea, we got to forgive everybody. We got to yeah, serve everybody. Yeah. So. so this is something you can carry in to your life, into your neighborhood with your next door neighbor, um, uh, with some relative that, um, you know, is a little bit annoying. Yeah. Um, people at work that you don't get along with. I mean, it's a real challenge because it's sort of countercultural and it's, it's certainly contrary to our human nature. Is, yeah. you know, we, we don't want to do that, but we're called to do that, to wash people's feet, meaning yeah. forgive yeah. them, treat them well. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, goodness. Well, anything else that jumped out at you from this passage? No, I think if I were going to sum, summarize all of this, I, I would say the word humble jumps off at me. Mm. You know, we need to yeah. be humble people. Um, I mean, pride is something that we all struggle with because it's just something that's becomes human nature. You, no matter who you are, you got something you're proud of, and, and and you know, and to be humble means you put the other person before yourself. Well, that's a really difficult thing to do, especially when you have people that are annoying, a next door neighbor that does things, or a guy at work, or whatever. We have yeah. to put. Other people before ourselves, we have to forgive them. Yeah, that that is a big challenge, but you yeah. have to keep thinking about Jesus on the cross, and you know, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah. So even on the cross, He's forgiving everybody out there. Yeah. That had done this, including Pilate, the Roman soldiers, the Jewish leaders, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely easier said than done, and oh. so. Um, I guess I just want to kind of wrap up by saying that that's, that's going to, it could be hard for, it'd be hard for me, uh, you know, to, to forgive those who have wronged me, uh, to serve those who I don't necessarily like. Yeah. Um, but just like Jesus set that example, he will be with her, with us to help us. So if you're, if you, um, those of you who are listening, feel like there's somebody that you really feel like you need to serve or forgive, it's hard. Don't hesitate to ask God to help you with that. Um, and you might stumble you know, the first couple of times, it might not go well the first time, but, you know, if you are faithful to try to take that step out, Jesus will be faithful and he'll help you with that. So I think there's another part of the equation, too. Not only do we have to forgive people, but we have to sometimes ask other people if they'll forgive us. Mm, yeah. That's a really tough one. Yeah. You know, if something happened on the job or in the neighborhood and then later you go like, oh, I should have said that. Um, or I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Then to go to that other person and say to them, "Will you forgive me?" Yeah, you know, that's boy, that's a really humbling thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is something I need to work on being. Well, we all do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's one of the hardest right there. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. Tomorrow we'll be back with another episode um, of the podcast. So we'll hope that you'll enjoy. Uh, you'll join us for that. And try not to have too many April Fool's jokes today uh, for, for your friends and neighbors. But um, anyways, until tomorrow, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace.